And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge, your real estate chalk talk. Welcome back to the program. This is your real estate chalk talk with the Hitner Group. Hitnergroup.com, H-I-T-T-N-E-R group, all one word. Hitnergroup.com, 612-627-8000. That's 612-627-8000. Okay, this whole show is going to basically be about money and and uh, financing different forms and kinds of real estate. And so we've got, like in the real estate world, we've got the commercial real estate and we've got residential real estate. And commercial real estate is a different animal with different rules and a different uh, you know way it's handled. The agents run differently. It's different. Did you ever think about getting in that side of it? <laughs> I did we, think about that. We did that. look at like office condos with you back in the day as yep. well. What what kept you from that, or what are the pros cons on? Uh, just curious. Well, not bad. I like the uh, uh, I'm family guy. I think that's what it comes down to. Okay, I like helping families, and uh, with with commercial real estate, there's no families involved usually. I mean, it's a business decision. It's all about the numbers, which you know you would think well, it would, would be fall, right up it my would fall alley. In your, yeah, you're a CPA by background, <laughs> yeah. so you'd think that would be of interest. You would think it'd be right up my alley, but mm-hmm. it, but uh, I just I have a heart for families and and uh, the dynamics that go on through the a family life cycle. And uh, and I just like that. I also like the quickness of it, because a family has to make a decision. They're moving. They you know they're pregnant. They need a bigger house. They're downsizing. These yeah. life. Do you think they life just, decisions? Flips maybe goes. It goes quick. Okay, quick. Commercial real estate can be a very long cycle. Oh really? That is. I don't know. True. I don't very know much true. about it. Very long cycle. So I mean, you can have a property on the market for two years. Okay. If, you're, if you're selling a you know particular office building or office warehouse or investment property or something, yeah, for a very long time. When does it flip, Keith, from a uh, residential piece of property to commercial? When you think of housing, of like apartment buildings, or you know, um, how big do they have to be before they flip to commercial? A commercial loan? Not, not loan, but well, a commercial that's, property. That's a very good question because. Uh, there is a line there yep. that is drawn. And for me, I mean, I'll sell apartment buildings okay. and, and uh, you know, fourplexes and eightplexes and, because people live in them. Okay. And yes, an investor is going to buy it, but people live in those. So there, there is a, uh, a crossing there. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're crossing the bridge, you're halfway across the bridge. You got one foot on the commercial side and one foot on the residential side. It still makes sense. Okay. Sometimes, though, when you're dealing with a with a uh, development, say you've got a big, large apartment complex with yep. with uh, three, four hundred units. That's pure. I mean, that's a commercial property mm. there, and uh, it takes different financing and takes all all of that kind of stuff. Once you once you kind of cross into that, you know, we're obligated to work within our expertise. Yeah. And that is clearly outside of my area of expertise. I would have no business getting involved in something like that at all. Um, So let's talk about the financing of those things. So Natalie's here, uh, and she's going to tell us a little bit about the financing, the role. Tell us a little bit about, I'm curious, because in residential, Calvin, correct me if I'm out of school here. In residential real estate, there's a a broker, and then there's the, and then 
there's the banks that, mm-hmm. that will do loans, yeah. and then there's a correspondent, correspondent lend- lender. Those three. Is that basically yep. those three? Yep. <clears throat> Is there that same thing on the commercial side where there's brokers, and then there's banks, and then there's the like the big banks? Or Correct. Yes. Is there any such thing as a correspondent lender with a commercial? You know what I mean? My correspondent lender where they're actually funding with their own money, and they kind of act as a, isn't that what? Yeah, yeah. So a correspondent lender then would actually have a, their own warehouse line yeah. of, of money, mm-hmm. so they're going to actually fund the loan and then sell it to the secondary market. Mm-hmm. Is there a secondary market in commercial lending? No. So it depends on if um, the bank is going to um, have it in the mortgage department, like okay. you said. But in commercial real estate, most of the time, if you're not participating that loan, then the um, lender will hold that in-house. Okay. But if you're participating, a portion of that loan can be sold to another financial institution. What's participating mean? Participating is if you have a $20 million property and financial institution A tells you, I will finance $5 million of that property. Oh. Financial institution B will finance $10 million of that property. Then we'll get financial institution C in where they're going to finance the other $5 million okay. as a whole. So as far as participating, that's how it works. So then, the so then side. the payments are made to who? The payments are made to financial institution A. The originating. Correct. Mm-hmm. How, who gets the best bang for the buck? The person that lends the most then? Is, do they get a higher rate or is that rate... Is it a blended rate between all three institutions? And then Bank A says, okay, our rate's 7%, but really it's six and a half here, it's eight here. It's, is it There's a blended There's no thing? good answer for that. Oh, really? Because every single transaction is different. There's no rules, particularly that um, it's all about the negotiation process. And in this industry with commercial, you need to be a good, strong negotiator on the client, the attorney's the participating banks, who was all involved. And like you said, it is a really long process at times, Mm -hmm. getting all of those people together and collaborating and coming up with the end result. So at times it can take months. Even when you start the process, it's still months. When when you when, do you identify the property first, or like with a with a buyer for a house is why well, I got to go get pre approved. Mm-hmm. So, right. do you do that with commercial lending? I got to go get pre approved to see how much I can borrow here, or how does that work? It depends on your borrower. All right. If your borrower wants to have a conversation with a lender to find out what they would qualify for, what the stipulations are, um, especially for, like you said, if you're selling a uh, six unit apartment building, they want to know the rent rolls, right? Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that. Um, property will cash flow with the current rent rolls as long, you know, and cover the property taxes, the insurance. And having that conversation early on with a lender is beneficial because if you go into a property and you say, yes, I want to buy this, that could, just like a home, mm-hmm. it can fall apart, um, you know, 30 days into the deal if you're not doing your due diligence. Because cause you can't really just go out and buy a commercial property without being pre-approved. It's, can you? 
Well, the, no. No. You, so you'd have to get pre-approved because yeah. collateral is one aspect of the okay. of it, the deal, is it, right? Is it, it isn't all just imagine. about the cash flow of the property? Right. Well, it's about the net worth of the guarantor, um, the cash flow of the current property, what the down payment's going to be, all of those things. There's a lot of different factors that go into um, financing a property that has a rent roll in it. Um, for instance, strip malls, same thing. Mm-hmm. So we look at those lease agreements and make sure the property is a solid property so that we are good on our investment as a lender. And if you are uh, the buyer and you're looking into investment, it is a good idea to talk to a lender early on. Because you're going to look at rent rolls, but then you also have to look at the the w- credit worthiness of the bar. If I'm going to buy a the strip strength. mall personally... yes or me and Keith are going to together through, do we do that individually or can we form an LLC and then you look at the LLC or how do you determine our financial ability to purchase that other than bankroll? You look at rent roll and then Mm -hmm. what else do you do? We look at um, multi-factors, risk of the property, the area. Um, If you form an LLC and you have a partnership, we'll take a look at both of the investors and their net worth and their ability to repay if, say, they lose a leaser. So we always like to do a stress test um, on properties like that to see Mm. if someone leaves that apartment building, does that buyer have the wherewithal to support that loan payment? And those are the things that we take a look at. We all we always run a scenario as if someone were to leave mm-hmm. that property, just to make sure. Someone were to leave the property there. in terms of one of the principals or the one leasers. of the tenants. The tenants, correct. Okay. How do you how do you judge on a property like an apartment? Do you base everything on a seventy percent occupancy rate, a sixty percent occupancy, ninety percent occupancy? Because obviously you're never going to be 100%, right? Right. So when you're running your numbers, is it based on a 90, 80? What's the percent of occupancy you assume before you say, yeah, that makes sense because we can have 20% of the units empty and still make money, still meet, you know. Right. What is that test? So it it all depends on the property and where it's at. You know, there is um, sometimes we like to do 70 um, or 70%. 80%. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. 70 or 80? Right. What what differentiates what between 70, 70 and 80? 80. So it depends on um, what we put for our down payment, right? And uh-huh. the loan payment. Yeah. So it's all a matrix on how the numbers all work out together. So again, in the mortgage world, it all depends on what you're putting down for a down payment. It all depends on the interest rate, mm-hmm. the monthly payment, what the contracts for the lease are. It's a multitude of things that never will be the same. I want to find out about this guarantee business because I've been a guarantor on uh, a number of things over the years and it's like I'm never doing that again. <laughs> 612-627-8000. We'll be right back. 